I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears. A casual conversation with a customer at my store led me to realize that I have lived in seven decades. Although I was born in 1966, and I am 56 years old, I have lived in the 1960s, the 1970s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. That's a long time. And I've seen a lot of things happen in that time. I've seen a lot of news stories and celebrities and uh, human interest stories and just all kinds of things. And I thought, well, this would make a good segment for my podcast. I'm always looking for ideas. And I've said that inspiration comes out of the strangest places. On today's podcast, I'm going to talk about technology and all the technology I've seen since the 1960s from now. It's been an amazing lifetime and we've seen some amazing inventions come um, with the passing of the decades. So I'm going to take a break and I will talk about technology in the last seven decades. Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears. And this is another segment in my decades, the 1960s through the 2020s. I've been alive for seven decades, and that's a long time. I've seen a lot of technology come and go, and I'm going to take a, hopefully a fun look back at the technology that I've encountered and used in the last seven decades that I've lived in. Of course, I was born in 1966, halfway, over halfway through the decade of the 1960s. And when I was born, color televisions were kind of a new technology as far as consumer-wise. I think they've been in development for development for years, but they weren't in every household in the United States. In fact, some of the stations were still broadcasting black and white shows. Some television shows were still being produced in black and white. Shows like Star Trek and um, I believe Hazel were some of the first color television shows. And of course, I have to speak, you know, about Star Trek. The whole look of Star Trek was created for color television, from the colorful uniforms, the colorful bridge set, everything made perfect use of color television and there was a lot of that going on in television shows to attract people to uh, buying a television but I didn't have a television uh, color television set until the late 1970s my dad thought and I think a lot of people believed it was uh, dangerous or something I don't know but that was probably the most amazing invention at that time. Transistor radios were popular. They had been popular for some time, but a lot of times you'd carry a little transistor radio with a little headphone set, and record players, obviously, too, were, were in much use. My sister had a record player. But as far as radio, we listened to AM radio, mostly, and uh, it wasn't till the mid 1970s when FM radio became more popular. When I was a child, we listened to KXOK out of St. Louis for our pop music uh, fix, so to speak. But technology, a lot of the stuff that we were 
using in the 1960s and 70s had been developed well i think television was developed in the 1920s as far back as and it took years for things to um become available for consumers i remember um flat screen tvs being talked about in the late 70s mid to late 70s and magazine like popular mechanics would feature what's coming or what's in the future i remember seeing a feature on flat screen televisions that would be hung on your wall and of course that's just common now so technology takes years and years to develop but also i think now technology has developed faster because things tools used to develop things have also been technologically advanced so it doesn't take as many years to come forward with new inventions and things but another thing i laugh about um when i was a child we had uh, the uh, dial phones with the dial on them and um we had party lines which we shared a telephone line with another person you didn't have personal lines when i was a small child we shared a a, tele, a telephone line with a elderly lady down the street from us and of course there wasn't a lot of privacy with that but um you also had to wait your turn to use the phone so i was just learning to use the phone in the early 70s in fact i learned to use the phone to call a girl that i liked um <laughs> I still remember the phone number. I won't give it out over the air, but I still still remember the first first phone number I learned to dial. Uh, it cost a lot of money to call long distance back then too. It was ridiculous, and um, we had our our landline phone number all the way up to last year. I still well, I don't have a landline phone anymore, but I have. Uh, my phone lines used to uh, use for my Wi-Fi for my internet. That's about all I use it for. Of course, we got cell phones, but anyway, that's that. That was the beginnings. The first things I remember as a child of the marvelous inventions. Color television. Uh, we I've talked about this in past podcasts where you just dreamed you had a color television. And it was. They were pretty expensive back then, actually. They were they were uh, not cheap. And a lot of times your television, even your black and white televisions, you could buy console TVs that were actually like furniture. Our television was a big wood cabinet thing, even my black and white TV. I think the TV I remember as a child that we had was on a, on a TV stand and it was a portable TV but it was a large portable TV it was black and white and uh, my parents later bought a smaller TV for their room to watch at night I inherited it and had it well into the uh, 80s and uh, I used it quite often with the little antenna on it the rabbit ear antenna that you'd put aluminum foil on the end of to pick up the distant stations. <laughs> yeah, back in back in those days too, you had three TV stations. 
I believe that's all we had. We had the ABC, NBC, and no, four. I take that back. We had the PBS station as well. And sometimes television stations would come on till the afternoon. I believe I've talked about all this before, but it, it's kind of comical to me that how far things have come. There were no 24-hour TV stations back then. And television was very much a family thing where families gathered around and watched. Of course, my dad loved his football. And with one TV at one point in the house, that's, you know, if you didn't like football, you ran off and played with your toys or talk. Well, I really didn't talk to my friends on the phone too much, but whatever you did to entertain yourself back then. I think my favorite invention as a child was the cassette player. And I tried to remember the first time I got my own, but I remember playing with one at my cousin's house and we had a blast. We were telling ghost stories and all kinds of stuff. My cousin Donna and my cousin Carla, who was way younger than us at that point. When I say way younger than us, I mean, we were like five and she was like three or something that effect. <laughs> but that's like, you know, when you're that age, that's a big difference. At least it is to you at that time. But uh, I can remember just having such a blast with that and having a corded microphone. And uh, we just, we had a really fun time and I wanted one so bad after that. They, one of our neighbors had a, a tape recorder and we would all sit around, my older sisters and I and them, we would all sit around telling ghost stories and, and things and making ghost tapes. Um, <laughs> so I finally got my own cassette player and it was terrible. It was, uh, it would eat the cassettes and it was a, not a cheap uh, thing at all, but it was, it was just kind of miserable that it just kept eating tapes. So we ended up not playing with it that much. And I later got one of my own that was much better. I think it was a GPX model. And I played, I had so much fun with that. I played radio and all kinds of stuff. My mom actually had laid it away for me for Christmas, but I was so bored one summer, she went and got it out and let me have it in the summertime. I don't know if I was that spoiled or it was that pitiful that she just felt so sorry for me because I was so bored. I've always had to be kind of, creative and I had to nurture that side of me but um, I had a record player of my own too I had one record player that uh, had a little mirror ball thing on it and when you played the records you looked in the mirror and it the the little cartoon that was on the record was animated it was really cool looking um, that was really a, a smart invention as well but I didn't get into records or, or tapes as much as I got into radio. And of course, we listened to radio. Like I said, AM radio for our uh, pop music fix. And uh, you just listened to what was on the radio. We didn't buy albums or anything. After my sister got married and moved away, uh, my only source of uh, music was the AM radio or 
cartoons played. We watched the Archies and the Monkeys and whatever else, which the Monkeys wasn't a cartoon, but that was my source of music and American Bandstand, which was on ABC on Saturday mornings. So that's how you got your music. There was no MTV or, and I don't think music was geared towards, music wasn't so marketed back then. It didn't seem to me, not to kids anyway, not to little kids. We didn't have our own thing. We just listened to what we heard and we liked what we heard and sang what we heard. That's how you got it. And you didn't know what singers looked like back then unless they were on American Bandstand or on television, on the talk shows or whatever. They were just voices on the radio. So a lot of the older singers going before me even, you didn't know what they looked like unless they were movie stars. So things were not so easy to get back in those days. Everything wasn't at your fingertips. You had to wait. You had to wait for your song on the radio. You had to uh, wait for someone to sing on the television. Things weren't instantaneous. It, and somehow, we, a lot of us remember those days as being more simple and look back fondly on that. Um, the 1970s and the 60s were a lot the same uh, as far as te technology. Uh, Basically, the 70s was uh, a growth from the 60s. It didn't really... Uh, there was a lot of new technology that was introduced in the 70s. It was just more advanced versions of what was in the 1960s. I think the biggest uh, advance wasn't in entertainment, but like microwave ovens. Now, that was, again, in development for years and finally got to be affordable for consumers and I'm trying to remember the first year we had a microwave oven. It seemed like I was in high school, so that was probably the 80s. But my friend Craig had a microwave oven. He also had a VCR, which also, again, was in de development for years. But in the late 70s, early 80s, became more affordable and got in consumers' homes. Albeit not everybody could afford them. But uh, if you were lucky enough to have the money, you could... You could get some of this stuff for under a thousand dollars. My first VCR was bought in 1986. It was a corded Emerson and it was $800. My parents were both working and had the money. So that was after I was at high school. So they bought it and um, it became my favorite toy. But I'm kind of jumping ahead there. I'm going to take a break and we're going to talk more about technological advances of the last seven decades and i'm leonard briggs and this is my podcast from my head to your ears i'm leonard riggs and this is my podcast from my head to your ears and we're talking about my decades 1960s through the 2020s and today i'm talking about technology of of my lifetime and i was talking about the 60s and 70s about how they, it wasn't exactly a technology boom, but they more or less improved upon and introduced technology that had been in development for years to consumers in those days. And I was talking about the late 70s and having a microwave oven. And I don't believe I got a microwave oven until the early 80s, really. But they were all available to consumers at really high costs uh, in this, by the late 70s. Um, 
the 1980s, I think, was the first of the technological boom that, or the start of the real, things started advancing more quickly because with advanced technology, you could you could advance technology even more using the advanced technology. It was just feeding off itself. But the biggest thing I remember uh, enjoying in the 80s was headphones. And headphones kind of made music more personal. And I, I think that's uh, important because... When you're when music is in your ears and you're just not hearing in the background, it becomes more, to me, more meaningful and more personal, and um, you connect with it better. I think that combined with my teenage hormones, I was 13 at the beginning of the decade of the 1980s, and the music, of course, I started loving Olivia Newton-John at that point. Um, her her songs are very well produced, and her producer really puts together some nice music and it's really good music to listen to on headphones. It's She has kind of an intimate style and I like that. Um, I think too in the 80s especially with MTV coming along and cable television, I forgot to mention that in the last segment. We got cable in 1976 and that opened up a whole new world. Uh, it opened up the past and the future on cable because all of a sudden you started having 24 hour networks de uh, devoted to news or what have you so all of a sudden news and weather was available 24 hours a day and that also began the 24 hour network thing you could stay up all night and watch TV and uh, whereas in the early 70s mid 70s television signed off at midnight or so and you didn't get it back on till the morning hours so uh entertainment became more popular or more in your face i think at that time because entertainment was just something in the background that you did whereas people were really becoming obsessive about entertainment in the 80s and we had inventions like the sony walkman personal cassette players with the stereo headphones so you had this amazing sound that you could just carry along with you like your home stereo and it, it kind of like you said it kind of personalized music for everybody then at least in my opinion um i remember with the birth of mtv and music videos it changed everything all of a sudden all of a sudden, your music stars were not only being heard, they were being seen. And it just opened up a whole new world, and music just became so popular. Music was kind of in the doldrums in the late 70s, early 80s. There weren't a lot of albums going platinum. Just your most successful people were, were really selling records, whereas videos and MTV and shows like based on video, uh, showing videos, were really popular, and music just went out of this world. All of a sudden, Michael Jackson and Prince and Madonna, and they were very visual artists with very danceable, likable pop music, whether you liked them or not, which you have to admit they were very successful because of not only their music, but the visual they gave out, the persona they gave out, 
So it became a, a kind of a 360 degree thing, not just a, a voice on the radio anymore. So the whole thing worked together uh, with all this technology and the uh, cable shows that were concentrating on videos or on shopping or on uh, movies or, you know, just whatever. All of a sudden things were available to whoever whoever was liked that genre or that thing. And I think um, it was a time to really get into what you liked as far as music and movies and things. So it was a great decade for that. And there was a lot more coverage of movies and, and television shows and whatever. Uh, we kind of it gave the birth to mega celebrities, household names. Everybody knew who Madonna was and who Michael Jackson was all of a sudden because they were in your face all the time. Television, uh, of course, color television was there. Stereo television uh, came into fruition during that time. I'm sure that was a development for years. So you could have, uh, you could watch your music videos with full stereo. You had a good sound system. Some television stations in the 80s simulcasted on the FM radio. Um, FM radio was booming at this point. Uh, it was just a crazy time for technology and technologically based entertainment. Uh, things that were in the future, like the flat screen and TV, TVs and stuff, they were coming. And they were in development, but they still were a ways off in the 1980s. Um, I'm going to take a break, and we're going to get into the 1990s and beyond. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs. This is my decades, 1960s through the 2020s. And this is my podcast from my head to your ears. I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs, and welcome back to my podcast from my head to your ears. Of course, we're talking about my decades, the 1960s through the 2020s. I am 56 years old, and I have lived in seven decades, which is an amazing long time. Um, I've seen a lot of technological advances in the last seven decades, and uh, that's what I'm talking about today. I was talking about the, how the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s um, technology started growing and growing and how technology kind of, with the advance of, of technology, it kind of helped the development of technology. So um, it was kind of a 360-degree circle. By the 90s, um, of course, we started having... Uh, the computers started coming into fruition and the internet was just in its infancy at this point as far as consumers go uh, if you were well off enough to have a computer uh, if you didn't have the internet you were just able to actually early computers were more like word processors uh, you, could, you could do things like computers play games, whatever, but it really wasn't a tool for communicating with the world until the internet started becoming more popular. And when the internet came on scene, it opened up the world for people. All of a sudden, things were 
at your fingertips. And um, early on, things were pretty simple. But as time went on, the internet and computers and everything became more affordable and more people got them. The internet advanced more. And it did. It opened up the whole world and it helped everything. I mean, all of a sudden, kids could... Kids could... Uh, use the internet to find information for book reports you could you could look up your favorite musician um, early on it took forever you had dial up which was really at the time was brilliant but you know looking back it was to download a song it took a long time and um, there was a whole controversy with the Napster uh, program that People were illegally downloading songs and robbing the royalties from the recording stars. So there was a lot of things that had to be worked out in the early years of the uh, internet as far as the consumer internet. Um, things went pretty fast, though, for that. It seemed like we went into light speed in the 90s as far as technology went. And... The internet literally changed the whole world. All of a sudden, you could talk to people from all over the world, uh, instantaneously have have live conversations with people through programs such as ICQ, and um, it also gave birth to social media, with MySpace being the most popular in the beginning. Uh, that was the predecessor to Facebook. And MySpace gave, especially young people, a, a space of their own, which was the idea, where they could, you know, publicize their favorite music or talk to their friends. They have you could have your friends lined out, and they had the little segment of your best friends or whatever. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. I still was young enough to enjoy that kind of stuff was still on the youngish side by that point I was in my 20s and I loved MySpace and I loved the fact that it opened up the world and I could talk to friends that had moved away I hadn't talked to in years all of a sudden we could share pictures and everything so what was really I really loved MySpace of course that gave way to Facebook and uh, somewhere in the late two or sorry in the early late 2000s sorry uh, MySpace gave way to Facebook. I'm not really sure of why that happened. I think MySpace began to get a little too big for its britches. I'm not. I really don't know why people switched over. I know I did myself, and then all of a sudden MySpace was gone, and everybody had Facebook. Um, also, the internet revolutionized the music world and changed everything. Uh, as as the internet became faster and Wi-Fi and uh, high-speed internet became available and wireless internet, uh, songs were, and cable internet, you could you could download songs and even movies real quick. Uh, all of a sudden, you could buy albums day of release, the minute they released at midnight, and the the decades of the two thousands. Oh my God, it was technology just went crazy and I think we're still in that uh, we're still in that mode where technology is advancing at such a rapid space that 
things you buy become obsolete almost instantaneously. Like uh, iPhones, and I'm going to get back to cell phones because that's another thing. I've kind of skipped over that, but iPhones uh, and galaxies and phones, and you know, it's crazy. But back to cell phones. Um, that was another thing that opened up the world. And it works pretty much cell phones uh, and computer technology go hand in hand now. But in the early days, it was mostly for communication. And cell phones at one point were huge and expensive. And they became more consumer usable uh, by the 2000s. And everybody started getting uh, Motorola phones and those kind of things. And they were all flip phones. And then they came out with smartphones. And that's when the invention of the smartphones and the touch screens kind of combined uh, the internet technology and the computer technology with the cell phone technology. And all of a sudden, you had a little computer in your hand <laughs> where you could download apps and communicate and watch videos and listen to your music. Everything was combined with the invention of these smartphones. Everything got combined. I have a whole music library in my palm of my hands with uh, the with iTunes and uh, Spotify and, and the music platforms. It's just amazing. And, and if you don't stop and appreciate the amazing technology we have today, uh, it's, I mean, it's don't take it for granted. It's so cool that it took so long to develop and I can't even imagine life now without for instance my best friend just told me he had to go to the ER and I'm worried about him right now but the fact is I can instantaneously communicate with him through a text and uh, I hope he's going to be alright but um, uh, I like the fact that we can check on our loved ones and and what I don't, I, I think what I don't like about it is what I love about it, if that makes any sense. Uh, I like the fact that we can be reached anywhere, but I also like don't like the fact that we can be reached anywhere, because sometimes it's nice to get away from the phone. But of course, you have the option of turning your phone off. But anyway, that is kind of in a nutshell, the last seven decades of technology. I know I didn't cover everything, it'd be impossible, and I guess I forgot some things, and probably when I'm done with this podcast, I'll kick myself. Maybe I'll do a part two of technology, but uh, I'm going to take a break, and I want to wrap this up. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is from my head to your ears, and this is my special edition of my decades in the 1960s to the 2020s, and we're talking about technology, and I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears, and I'm talking about my decades, the 1960s through the 2020s, and we're talking about technology specifically. Um, I was going to end this podcast, but I got to thinking I really didn't talk about how uh, entertainment uh, has developed over the years. For instance, when I started out, radio was uh, the most popular way to get music and record players. And then along came 8-track tapes, and that gave way to cassettes. 
and LPs and cassettes were the major uh, way to listen to music back in the 70s. Eight tracks kind of faded away. There was also reel-to-reel tapes, but they weren't as popular as eight tracks and cassettes and uh, LPs. But in the 80s, cassettes overtook the LPs, which I was really disappointed about. Uh, But you just go with the flow and I really never was crazy about music on cassettes because of the very reason when I was talking about earlier cassettes get eaten <laughs> and I did like the fact that you could buy your cassettes and tape your make your mixtapes off the radio uh, in full stereo and have oh, fairly good quality copies of your music that you could just tape off the radio but I think the greatest thing ever was the uh, introduction of, of CDs. Uh, of course, they were developed in the early 80s, but by the late 80s, they were starting to get affordable and more consumer-friendly. And by the early 90s, LPs disappeared off the shelves altogether, and cassettes and CDs were the major uh, form of getting uh, your music. And that continued all the way through the 2000s, but with streaming technology, of course, that kind of took over everything, and CDs and cassettes both kind of faded to the background. You could still buy both. You could buy uh, copies of your albums on CD to this day. Uh, Cassettes, not so much. But it's kind of funny how things come back around. People have rediscovered LPs, and I think that's fun. Vital records have come back. Of course, it's kind of, I think it's just a novelty, really. But today's younger uh, people discovered how great music sounds on a vinyl record. There's just something intimate about vinyl records that's a little better and more personal for some reason. the more advanced music, it's, there's a coldness to it, whereas a vinyl record gives a little warmth to the recording. I don't know how to explain that, but if you understand, you understand. But I I have to quickly add this to my podcast because I was going to wrap it up, and I thought, well, how silly of me to not talk about music and how how that advancement has come, in, and come full circle. Um also, movies. Uh, used to, you had to wait for your movie to, to show on television or be released in the theater. And then, of course, with cable television, you could watch it on cable. And they showed it several times a day. And then, all of a sudden, Betamax came along and VCRs, and they started renting movies on both formats. Beta- Betamax gave way to VCR, to VHS, because it was for some reason. I don't know why I think Betamax was a superior format, but uh, uh, VHS became the popular format, and of course there were also laser discs to get your movies on, and uh, RCA developed a CED laser uh disc or no it wasn't a laser it was a a, almost like a record player that played movies it was in a sleeve and you could slide into the machine and pull it out and it would play your movies uh it wasn't the greatest video quality i did have one of those machines i loved it it was they were a little more affordable than vcrs at that time and you could buy your movies cheaper than you could on vhs at that time but then 
VHS movies became uh, a sell-through item and they lowered the price of them and all of a sudden you can buy your favorite movies a lot cheaper than uh, uh, they were uh, more riddle released for riddle than, than for sell-through. So early on movies were like a lot of money, like $70 for a, a VHS tape. But by the uh, late 80s, into late 80s, it became sell-through items, and you could get them for $25, which is way more affordable than $80. So they became more popular. Home entertainment just boomed there in the late 80s or 90s, 2000s. Uh, but that all gave way to um, when the computer started, people could start streaming their stuff. And, of course, DVD players came along, which was better quality than the... VHS and that kind of killed off, killed off VHS and uh, things like Netflix, where you could rent movies uh, on the internet and have a disc delivered to you. And later on, Netflix became a streaming service. All that opened up again. Everything just is at your fingertips now. Uh, I've noticed a lot of places have quit carrying even Blu-rays and DVDs, which I think is a shame. I think that will be a temporary thing because, like the LPs, I think the uh, Blu-rays or DVDs will, will keep kind of boiling under, but people are going to realize that it's nice to have hard copies of things because you can't find just about every movie you want on Netflix. Sometimes you have to go seek out a hard copy of a movie that might, might be rare that you have missed. So, if you uh, uh, limit yourself to streaming, you're limiting yourself, period. Because there's a lot of great movies and music out there that uh, maybe you didn't know about. So, anyway, I'm going to wrap this segment up. And now I will be back to wrap up my episode of this podcast. I'm Leonard Riggs. You're listening from my head to your ears. I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs. This is my podcast for my head to your ears, and we're talking about my decades, the 1960s through the 2020s, and specifically about technology. And I want to thank you for listening this week. I try to cover as much as possible in a short amount of time. I may have forgotten stuff, so maybe I'll do another uh, part two of technology. But I'll do another segment of my decades again later on in the year. Um, like I said, this is going to be a regular feature of my podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Gosh, I, I, my podcast is kind of catching on. I really love it that people are enjoying it and I enjoy people coming in and telling me they heard my podcast and really like it. I, I love doing it a lot. I mean, I can't even tell you. And this is also, um, an amazing part of the technology we have available to us these days. I can lay here in my bed and do my podcast and edit it and everything else just with my cell phone. It's just so amazing, isn't it? And I, it can be heard all over the world. And I thank God I live at this time and I'm able to do that. So I can kind of live my dream of being a broadcaster and, uh, it's great. So I love you all. 
Take care, have a great week, and I will be back next week with another episode of From My Head to Your Ears. I am Leonard Riggs, again, thank you for listening.